Bruce Lawn. Why Jesus Part 2. In part one, I shared a bit of my testimony about not being brought up in a a Christian family, not being a churchgoer, not being someone that was fond of religion. At a young age, I actually identified as atheist. And I want to share part two with you guys, going through the same passage in Philippians regarding why I surrendered my life to Jesus, the benefits of it, and the things that people often overlook. But before we get into that, guys, my name is Ruslan. We have a free How to Study the Bible course Link in the bio or go to mastermydevo.com, getting you more clarity, context, consistency, and bite-sized pieces, ultimately for life application and life change. As I said in the last video, I did not grow up a Christian. I did not grow up going to church. I did not grow up being fond of religion. This was not something that I planned for myself. Plan A was to go to the NBA and be a famous ball player. And then I discovered that I was five foot ten. And that an Armenian had never made it to the NBA. So I then thought I was going to pursue music. And music led me to eventually getting into media, working at my church full time and doing this YouTube thing. And so a lot of folks don't know some of these backstories of my uh, testimony, but I wanted to just break down why I surrendered my life to Jesus. And at part one, I talked about how Jesus comes and lives the life we couldn't live, dies the death that we should have died on the cross in our place, and gives us another way. While the world, why uh, self-help, while other religions tell you you're, you got to do better, these are all the things you're not doing right, this is how you work your way up to heaven, this is how you become a better person, Jesus says, look, you're not a good person, you can't do better, good enough to get to God, so I'm going to do it for you, I'm going to live the life you couldn't live, I'm going to die the death you should have died, I'm going to keep the law perfect and I'm going to create a new pathway for you to have a relationship with Jesus, with, with, with God through Jesus. And if you surrender your life to God, you are born again, repentance is a part of the process, you will get to spend eternity in heaven in the afterlife. That is good news. Now, part two of that is what we're going to get into today. Part two of that is experiencing a piece of heaven on earth. See, the thing that makes Jesus unique is that it's not just about works-based efforts to get to heaven, that it's actually about being saved by grace through faith. Grace meaning it's a gift. You didn't do anything to deserve it. There's no good guys and bad guys. There's just Jesus and us. There's just divinity and humanity, right? And divinity decides to step in and do something about humanity's shortcomings and deal with the issue of sin, which no other religious figure does. And And it creates a pathway for us to experience a piece of heaven on this side of earth. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the process of sanctification. I'm talking about the process of being more aligned with the spirit of God in your life and finding that freedom and finding that process to walk with Jesus in your day to day. And so we're going to go back to Philippians chapter two, which says... The first part of this was talking about how we need to have the same attitude as Jesus, who was equal with God, but submitted himself and, and, and humbled himself, right? And so the second part of this is the, the, the part that I want to get into today. So this is Philippians, okay? Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So check this out. So he says, listen, my dear friends, 
you, you've obeyed this in my presence, obey this when I'm not around. It's the Apostle Paul writing the church in Philippi. And he says, continue to what? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Okay, so there's some work that's going to come along with this. Okay, there's some work that's going to come along with this. Right. And I, I pulled up got questions, one of my favorite websites, one of my favorite resources for stuff like this. And this is what they said about this. The sense in which we are to work out our salvation in fear and trembling is twofold. First, the Greek word, the Greek word rendered workout means to continually work to bring something to completion or fruition, to continually work to bring something to completion in or fruition. We do this by actively pursuing obedience in the process of sanctification. This is what we're going to talk about today, sanctification, which Paul explains further in the next chapter of Philippians. He describes himself as straining and pressing on toward the goal of Christ-likeness, right? That's in Philippians chapter 3. The trembling here uh, he experiences is the attitude Christians are to have in pursuing this goal, a healthy fear of offending God through disobedience and an awe and respect for his majesty and holiness. So this isn't just about being afraid of God, like like you're afraid of of scary movies. This is about having a reverence for God. Obedience and submission to God, we revere and respect is our reasonable service and brings us great joy. Okay, Psalm uh, 2.11 sums it up perfectly. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. We work out our salvation by going uh, going to the very source of salvation, the word of God, where and we renew our hearts and minds coming into his presence with the spirit of reverence and awe. So when we're talking about a reverence for God, when we're talking about work out your salvation with fear and trembling, it's about having a reverence for God. It's about having a respect for God. It's about doing the things that come along with someone that is now an heir to the throne. Your life being transformed from the inside out, okay? See, religion is from the outside in. We got all these rules for you. Now, you got to keep them or you're not in. Relationship with God, being born again, being transformed is from the inside out. God regenerates you. God gives you salvation by grace through faith, okay? It is by grace through faith that no man should boast, according to Ephesians 2. Okay? And then the overflow of that is now the, the outside looks different. Your life will look different. Okay, That doesn't mean that the thief on the cross that surrendered his life to Jesus had to do anything else. No, Jesus declared him to spend eternity with him in the afterlife. He didn't have to do anything else. He was just saved because of Jesus. Okay, That doesn't mean that that person who's on his deathbed that just surrenders their life. You don't have to do anything else. It's done for you. Okay. But the vast majority of us, the vast majority of us that aren't the thief on the cross and aren't the person on their deathbed will exhibit this fear and trembling in this process known as sanctification. Justification is Jesus dying on the cross for you, declaring you just. It's you're justified because of the grace of God. It's all grace. Okay. Sanctification is when we then begin to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Jesus gives you a new heart. You're born again. You have new desires. You have a transformative experience. You are not the same person anymore. The things you used to hate, now you love. The things you used to love, now you hate. Church, God, I used to hate. All of a sudden, I love God. I love reading the Bible. I love church. I love worship. The things that I used to love, my sinful nature, the things that I used to love, just just giving into my flesh, I now hate. I don't like these things. Sanctification is the process of cooperating with the Spirit of God. And so check this out. It says, continue to work out your uh, your salvation with fear and trembling. Okay, So you're working out your salvation and trembling, but check out out the verse right after this. What does it say? Verse 13, for it is God 
who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. We have a responsibility to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. However, it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. One of my favorite books that I've ever read is a book called The Disciplines of Grace by Jerry Bridges. It captures this entire concept of sanctification and cooperating with God so well that we are now going to cooperate with the Spirit of God in our lives, that we're not going to suppress the truth of God any longer, that we are now going to come alongside and start working it out. So now instead of it being an outside-in thing, which is what religion and behavior modification is, we're going to go inside out. We're going to be transformed from the inside out. We're going to become new creatures, and then our life is going to look different because we're going to cooperate when the Holy Spirit nudges on you like he did on me, and I got saved, and nobody told me that I, I couldn't sleep with my girlfriend anymore. Nobody said that to me. There was no youth, youth leader that sat down. There was no pastor that did a sermon on it. Holy Spirit was just like, you got you to gotta stop sleeping with your girlfriend, bro. That's a wrap. We don't, you don't act like this way anymore. And I rebelled, and I fought, and I didn't understand. But I knew. Light went off. I went from seeing everything with blinders on to the scales falling from my eyes, and the Holy Spirit started convicting me of things that I rejoiced in and I thought were great. Right, And so that sanctification process is a process. It takes time. It takes time. It's a, it's a process that some of us overnight, boom, things just fall off you. Others of us, like myself included, sexual immorality, it took time, man. It was work. It was hard. I, I, I continued dabbling in things I had no business dabbling in. But the Holy Spirit didn't leave me. The Holy Spirit kept pressing and convicting me. And then what happened was over time, even when I would sin, even when I would go and continue being sexually immoral post-salvation, I didn't enjoy it the same. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You used to bask in the glory of your sin. Oh, it's so fun to just ah, just sin and do what I want. Ah, and then like, now you're saved and you go do it again. And you're like, ugh. Yeah, it felt good in the moment, but it don't feel the same. I'm, I can't anymore, right? And it's like, ugh, yuck, yuck. I used to love this thing and now I hate it. Friends, you got to cooperate with the spirit of God in your life. You got to cooperate with the spirit of God. Don't suppress that. Cooperate with the spirit of God in your life. Pay attention. Pay attention. What is he showing you? What is he revealing? What is he revealing to you? A lot of you guys want a new word and a new revelation and a new book and a new conference and a new worship album. Have you done the last thing that God has told you to do? I got, I got kids, man. We, we, we have some amazing kids. My seven-year-old Levi. I love Levi. He's amazing. He's, that's, that's, that's my firstborn, man. And we've been, uh, our, our, our five-year-old uh, niece, Lena, has been living with us. And, and what I find interesting is that all the time, I ask him to do something. Hey, go brush your teeth. We're about to do bedtime. Ah, okay. And then they go and do something else. And then they come and ask me a question about a snack or a treat. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Have you done the last thing I've asked you to do? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Hey, go put on your pajamas. They get distracted. They go wander around. Hey, Dad, can we fight? Have you done the last thing I told you to do? Have you cooperated with me as your father in your life and done the last thing I told you to do? 
oh no, I I I, I didn't go brush my teeth yet. I, I didn't um I didn't go put my pajamas on. Well, you, so you want this blessing of feeling close to your father, getting to bedtime. We play fight a lot. That's our thing. We'll play a little bit of Nintendo Switch, and they want the closeness of being with their father, but they haven't done the same. They haven't done the last thing that I asked them to do. So what happens? I have to constantly remind them of the last thing I told them to do. And until they do the last thing, they don't get to, they don't get to move to the next experience that I have for them. So instead of you demanding God to do something new in your life, instead of you demanding a blessing, instead of you demanding an experience, instead of you looking for a new word, instead of you looking for a new conference, a new worship album, a new song, how about you go do the last thing the Spirit told you to do? Who did he tell you to go and repent to? What did he ask you to go and, and, and take out of your life? Okay? And usually sanctification is right there. Usually sanctification is you cooperating with what the Spirit is telling you to do right now. There's certain things, friends, that we know we should do, but we don't want to do. We, we know we should do what we don't want to do. Most of us know, hey, you should do this, but you don't want to do it. My, my kids know you should brush your teeth. Why? Because if you don't brush your teeth... You're going to get cavities, and then your teeth are going to fall out, and then you're going to be walking around here looking crazy, right? You know the thing you should do. You know why you should do it, but you don't want to do it. Go do that last thing, right? Some of y'all, y'all got to delete some social media apps from your phone. Go do that. Go take off Instagram if that's what, if that's what you feel like the, the, the Spirit's telling you to do. Some of you guys, you got to go and, and, and develop some more useful skills and get a better job. Some of you guys need to go and, and, and repent to your current employer for doing a crappy job on the clock. Some of you guys haven't been the most patient. Some of you guys haven't been the most kind with your, 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 your significant other. You need to go repent for that. You need to go apologize for that. You need to go hear them actively listen and, and communicate back what they're saying to you and, 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 and say, is that what you meant? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I will do better. How can we course correct that? Go, go, go do that. Do the last thing the Spirit showed you. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Why? For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And that's ultimately what we want, is it not? You want God to work in you to will and act in order to fulfill his good purpose. You know God has a good purpose for you? You know God's purpose for you is better than your own purpose? I'm not trying to come at, come at you with no prosperity gospel shenanigans. God's plan for you is better than your plan for you. God's plan for you is better than the world's plan for you. God's plan for you is definitely better than the enemy's plan for you. And God's going to do the work if you cooperate. And just like the children of Israel, man, some of us, we go wander in the promised land for 40 years on a journey that could have taken a couple weeks. We stay disobedient, right? God can do it in a couple weeks. But you out here wandering, doing goofy stuff. And sometimes you need to go, you need to, you need the scenic route. Sometimes you need to go and learn your lesson. Right? But cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Freedom. Pressing into the things that God has for you. Right? So in the comments section, I want to hear from you guys. What's the last, if you're, if you're comfortable sharing, what's the last thing God, 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 God showed you to do? In his word, through the spirit, through worship, through community, through church, through a pastor. What's the last thing the Lord Pressed on your heart to do. Have you done it? All right. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn.
Yo, thank you so much for making it to this entire video. Check out our How to Study the Bible course at MasterMyDevo.com. Make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, consider partnering with us on Patreon, and check out my Exposed series over here to the right where you can get to know more about my story or this other video right here that YouTube recommends for you. All right, I'm out of here. Thank you guys so much. Peace.